guys. Welcome back to episode eight of the Three Bagger Podcast. I'm here with my one and only co-host officially, Nick Frieri. How are you doing today, Nick? I'm doing all right, Evan. Excited to be back here talking to you with a little baseball and getting ready for a season with spring training just around the corner. Definitely. So, uh, yeah, I say my one and only co-host, Nick, because our uh, third co-host, the third bag of the three bagger, Ryan Stamsky, has officially accepted a position with the Los Angeles Angels. He will be a minor league video coordinator dealing with. Um, the applause. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, yeah. Gotta give the applause out. Yeah, of course. He will be dealing with minor league um, pitching and scouting reports and everything like that. He's actually shipping out to spring training in Arizona from his nice comfy home in New York in a couple weeks or honestly, probably now. So congratulations to Sam and we wish him all of the best. He'll always have a nice and special place in the three bagger uh, pod here. So with that being said, let's get on with today's episode. So some big deals happening um, when we were gone, Trevor Bauer and Fernando Tatis will start with Bauer. The guy signed a massive deal with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, let me get my details up here really quick. So the total deal was three years and $102 million. The Dodgers really were breaking the bank. I know that they were, <laughs> um, I, they were willing to break the bank for Garrett Cole last year, and that obviously didn't come to fruition. So that leftover money they have is going to go to Bauer, who had a Cy Young year. He got a lot of money, in my opinion, and I like Trevor Bauer. I have nothing against him, but I really don't think he's going to be worth $102 million. I mean, he pitched out of his mind last year, but we have to keep in mind that it was a shortened season, and like his other career averages just are not on par with how he pitched last year, so I feel like he will revert back to his averages at some point. What are your thoughts, Nick? Yeah, I agree with you here, Evan. Just looking at it wasn't Cy Young. He, he had a 173 ERA. It's kind of insane what he did last year. But if you look at some of his previous seasons, the year before that, he went two and five, had a 639 ERA, and batters at 286 off of him. So if you, kind of, if you kind of look at that, there has been some inconsistency in his game in the past. It seems like a lot just for a one year sample to pay a guy. But the Dodgers, it's very clear. Yeah, they have the money. The money really is no aspect for the Dodgers. We've kind of seen over the past couple of years, they'll throw money at basically anybody. Their, their main focus is we have had this core team and we want to continue to be that team that will be the favorite to win the World Series every single year. This kind of helps it. You know, he doesn't really have to be the number one guy with that team. He can slide in right to the three and four on the rotation, kind of be um, kind of helping those back-end games they're going to need during the World Series. It's kind of interesting because uh, Trevor Bauer is pretty open about his free agency during this. How do you feel about uh, what he did with the kind of Mets where a lot of Mets fans thought he's going to come there because of the kind of, a lot of miscommunication when he uh, did his post about where he's going? What are your thoughts on that, Evan? Yeah, I mean, like you said, the guy has been very public about just himself and the places he might go in general. So I think if you were following the Trevor Bauer saga, you really just have to look at it and say, like, this guy could have gone anywhere. I mean, I wouldn't pay attention to who he's mentioning on social media and everything because he's mentioning everybody. I mean, we had an episode, I think it was a couple episodes ago where he was like, talking about the Yankees and stuff and wearing Yankees hats. And it's like, you can't take anything he says seriously at that point. So the only thing I would take seriously is when he actually, you know, put pen to paper and that's what he did. And he was with the Dodgers. Um, I think that the only saving grace with this contract is that it's three years. So it's not like they, you know, gave him a couple hundred million for like 10 years. I mean, it's a lot of money for three years, but 
if it fails and you know he reverts back to his norm and he has like a four er i think his career era is in like the upper like threes and fours if he does revert back to there i mean he's done after three years so uh, the money is a lot but for the short-term value um not terrible just a little bit more breakdown of his contract so he's going to earn 28 million in 2021 um, he's going to earn 32 million in 2022 and another 32 million in 2023. Along with these values, he does have a limited no trade clause. I don't know what the teams are. I don't think they disclose the teams when they do sign the contracts. Um, Usually don't. Yeah. So he's yeah, got a limited little, no trade clause. A little frat, like, oh, here's where I don't want to go after I sign this massive contract. Yeah, exactly. So he's got the limited no trade clause. He also has an opt-out after 2021, um, along with a $10 million signing bonus. There's a bunch of weird clauses in this too that just can't don't really make sense to me. I'm not going to really take time to read the article. Yeah. But so <laughs> Bauer to the Dodgers, I mean, they have Bueller, they have Kershaw, they have Urias. Yeah. Uh, they look locked and loaded to try and repeat. And I mean, I, I'm rooting for the guy. I'm rooting for Bauer. I hope that he does do well and it works out. So we'll see how it plays out uh, coming up shortly here. We're almost at spring or yeah, we spring training has started. So very nice. We're going to yeah, move we're on about a week the, away from the first game. So yeah. 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 I'm very excited. I'm very excited for there to be baseball again. I, I feel like it was, you know, just yesterday that, I mean, I was working in the Philadelphia Phillies box office and we were selling the spring training games and then yeah. COVID hit in March and everything and shut us down. I was like, ah, yeah. so close or like a week or two <laughs> away from the season and then they had to shut it down. All right. So next we'll shift to Fernando Tatis Jr. Massive, massive, massive contract. 14 years. I don't think I can remember a contract of that longevity um, in our lifetime. Really. Straight cash. It is indeed straight cash. Um, $340 million. Did you see um, the taxes on that? Bring it down to like something in the hundred millions. Like that's absolutely crazy. Like, Hey, that, that's still $204 million more than I have. So, you no, know, <laughs> I mean, it's still an incredible sum of money, but I just, I, I kind of forgot how much like really gets taken out in taxes for yeah. that too. Like yeah. you see the 340 million, you see guys like Harper yeah. and trout, yeah. who, you know, broke 300 400 million and then you just have to sit there and remember like i mean they're going to get taxed a ton on that and it's not going to actually be that amount that's shown Uh, but still great deal for the san diego padres if you divide that out i think he's making an average of like 24 mil a year that's a i mean for that guy he's one of the youngest brightest stars if he were to go through arbitration and hit the open market in a couple years there's no way like his contract would be 24 million average annual. So the Padres honestly got a steal out of this. They committed a lot of money, but they have gotten a very good player for a very long time. What are your thoughts? Exactly. When I see Tatis, I've seen someone who could be the face of the MLB in, in five years. It's like you have the contract only pay that a type of contract if you have someone who could be a generational talent someone who will when you think of come back to the 2020s of baseball we want to see Fernando Tatis will be kind of player to define that decade that's the type of contract he got interesting he's only played 143 games in the MLB and they're willing to like give him that contract that just shows you how good a player and how much potential is with this 
guy that he will be Mr. Padre the next 14 years. My favorite stat about this deal doesn't even have to do with Fernando Tatis. It's the fact that Bobby Bonilla <laughs> will still be paid after Fernando Tatis' contract runs up. That's how much of a baller he was getting getting that crazy deferred money. They're still getting paid for another 15 years. Uh, that's why I love Bobby Bonita, man. I celebrate July 1st every single year because that, that man was a legend getting that amount of money. million dollars every year. Gotta love it. I'm happy you said that because I was going to bring it up too. I mean... It's a 14-year contract for like a 21-year-old, and Bobby Bonilla will still be making money off of his contract that he signed, what, in the 90s? That is, was it the 90s or the 2000s? I believe it was early 2000s, but another crazy stat with that contract is his dad actually also was a pretty big ball player, but it's also interesting that his his career range will still be less than one year for Tando Tatis Jr.'s contract. So you got to see his dad's going to be really proud of that, but it's also funny that his son will make more in one less year than his dad made his entire career. That's, that's just great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. I mean, dad's got to be really proud of him. And just I don't think dad was thinking, oh, my kid's going to be a perennial superstar. Like he was probably just like, I hope he makes yeah. it and, you know, has fun yeah. or something. But, yeah, the guy's going to be making a lot um, just in general, too. That's why you always go with the junior, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're right. I, I feel like go Vlad senior has been better than junior so far, but. He's still young. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how all the yeah, Blue Jays like juniors like if, if you're like a midling player, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, just um, that entire infield that the Padres have now, too. Machado, 300 million plus. Tatis, 300 million plus. Yeah. Uh, the Korean second baseman they brought over, they gave him a good sum of money. I think it was like, yeah. was it 28 or like 72? Yeah. I, I don't know why I have those two numbers in my head. But it was something like that. He's making a lot. And I think Hosmer, when he signed, was like 144 total. So the Padres have a ton of money committed to that infield, and they're really going to have to be the guys that carry that lineup along with the pitching. I'm really excited to watch the Padres play this year. I'm, they're they're going to be very good. It's going to be awesome watching them play the Dodgers, like late night 10 o'clock games. Yeah. Those are going to be awesome. Yeah. All right, so we're going to move on from those uh, bigger contracts now, and we're going to go in with another Evans Fast Free Agent Minute. It's going to be more of a fast free agent, like three minutes, because there are a bunch of minor transactions that I'd like to kind of just give to you guys. So, Nick, can we get the uh, right. cash money sound effects up and ready to go? Yeah, sure. We're all set. Here. I'm going to set three minutes on the timer, Evan. Go ahead and uh, get three minutes for you for all the three free agents you can name. Let's go. All right, so Garrett Richards went to the Red Sox. Wade LeBlanc went back to Baltimore. Felix Hernandez signed a deal with the Baltimore Orioles. Alex Avila went to Washington. Uh, Nick Vincent went to Texas. Eddie Rosario signed with Cleveland. Tommy LaStella to the San Francisco Giants. Uh, Colton Wong went to the Milwaukee Brewers. Trevor Williams went to the Chicago Cubs. Jonathan Scope went back to Detroit. Jock Peterson went from the Dodgers to the Cubs. Marcelo Zuna went back to Atlanta. Let's see here. Hanser Alberto signed with Kansas City Royals. Joakim Soria went to Arizona from Oakland. Chris Davis went from Oakland to Texas. Elvis Andrus went from Texas to Oakland. Jason Shreve signed a deal with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Sean Doolittle went to the Cincinnati Reds. Nelson Cruz re-signed with the Minnesota Twins. Yadier Molina went back to his home in St. Louis. Steve Ciszek went to Houston from the White Sox. Chris Archer went back to the Tampa Bay Rays. Darren O'Day got a deal done with the Yankees. Renato Nunez went to Detroit from Baltimore. Brandon Kinsler went from Miami to the Phillies. 
D.D. Gregorius went back to the Phillies. Mike Fultenowitz went from Atlanta to Texas. Let's see. Jonathan Villar went from Toronto to the Mets. D. Gordon went from Seattle to Cincinnati. David Phelps signed a deal with Toronto. Jonathan LaCroix went to the Chicago White Sox. Brian Goodwin went to the Pittsburgh Pirates. Chris Davinsky went to Arizona. Trevor Bauer obviously landed with the Dodgers. Anibal Sanchez went to the St. Louis Cardinals. Martin Perez went back to Boston. Joe Panic went back to Toronto. Sheldon Noise went to the L.A. Dodgers. Let's see. Nomar Mazara went from the White Sox to the Tigers. Adam Kolarik went from the Dodgers to the Oakland A's. Brock Holt signed with the Texas Rangers. Ben Gamble went to Cleveland. Derek Dietrich signed a minor league deal with the New York Yankees. Alex Colomay went to Minnesota. Jay Bruce signed a minor league deal with the New York Yankees. Robinson Chirino signed a deal with the New York Yankees. Mike Montgomery went to the New York Mets. Jason Kipnis went to the Atlanta Braves. Billy Hamilton went to Cleveland. Derek Fisher went to Milwaukee. Josh Spores went to Texas. Ron Parker went to Cleveland. Jeff Mathis to Philly. He's still playing. Wow. Mike Fires went back to Oakland. CJ Crone went to Colorado. Cam Bedrosian went to Cincinnati. Nick Tropiano went to San Francisco. Brad Miller went to the Phillies. Jake McGee went to San Francisco. Rich Hill signed a deal with the Tampa Bay Rays. Matt Harvey signed a deal with Baltimore. Adam Duvall went to the Miami Marlins. Oliver Drake went back to Tampa Bay. John Curtis went from Tampa Bay to Miami. Tyler Anderson went from San Francisco to Pittsburgh. Brandon Workman signed a deal with the Cubs. Sergio Romo went to Oakland. James Paxton went back to Seattle. We got to keep going. Tyler Naquin went back to Cincinnati. Mark Melanson (laughs) went to the San Diego Padres. And Andrew Benatendi got traded from the Red Sox to the Royals. That is it. All right. That was a 320. You got all those names off in three minutes and 20 seconds, Evan. How do you feel about that? That's not bad. I mean, Evan's fast three, free agent three minutes. I'll, I'll take that. Why not? It got all everything done. It was informative. So very nice. All right. All right. So we're going to move on to now the win totals that the MLB posted via baseball prospectus. And Nick and I are just going to kind of go down the list in the American League in each division and kind of tell you what they gave us. And we'll tell you kind of if we agree. So let's start with the AL East here. So baseball's prospectus has the rankings shake out as the Yankees raise Blue Jays, Red Sox, and Orioles. Nick, what are you kind of thinking about this division just with the win totals and the order? Uh, the order looks pretty good here. I'm going to do a quick over-under on the win totals I see here. Uh, for the Yankees, 97, I'm going to take the under. The Rays, I'm going to take the over on the 86. The Blue Jays, I'm going to take the over on the 85. Red Sox, I'm taking under on the 80 wins. And the uh, Orioles, I'll take the under on the 66 wins. Interesting. You think the Yankees are going to not win 97 they're gonna win less and you think the Braves I see are gonna win 95 more? you know I mean I think they're gonna win less you know the Yankees they're always they're always hurt like that's really weird. like the last couple of years they've always had some weird injuries I see them like not like I'm not talking like oh they're gonna win 85 games you know like they're gonna win 95 yeah. they're gonna win they're gonna win, right. they're gonna win 90 plus games like I, I like I'm, I'm fairly safe with that if you ask me if I put if I'm going you know across the state from California Nevada and I'm putting a bed in Vegas I'm taking the under on the 97 okay that's fair i can get behind that 
I, I would say they're probably around correct. I'd say like 94 to 97 is probably a good range for New York. And like you said, they'll probably have a bunch of injuries again, but they'll find a way to kind of keep it at 94, 97. I think the Rays are going to be way under, not way under 86, but like, I think it's like 85, 86 for them. And I think Toronto is going to be over. I think Toronto will win at least 90 games. And then Boston and ball. I think, yeah, I, I take the under on Baltimore as well. Boston, I think All right, well, I, in my rankings, I had Boston a couple games higher, but that's around the same. So in my opinion, I think Toronto will finish above Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay suffered some uh, big veteran casualties, and I think that'll show up more in their record, not, you know, replacing Morton and Snell with some of these other guys, at least in the short term. So we'll move on to the AL Central now. Uh, The rankings here are Twins, Indians, White Sox, Royals, Tigers. Any uh, thoughts on that? Yeah, sure. I'll give my win totals for this. Uh, They currently got the uh, Twins at 91. I'm going to take the over on the 91. Cleveland, 86. I'm going to take the under. I'm taking the over by a lot on the White Sox at 83. I'll take the under on Kansas City at 71. And I'll take the under on the Tigers at 67. Yeah, I agree with you, except for the Twins. I don't think the Twins win over 91 games. I think they're at like 88 to 91. That's a good range for them. And honestly, it doesn't even matter how many games they win because they're going to lose in the playoffs anyway. So <laughs> there's really no escaping that. Exactly. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I, forget, I forget how many they've lost in a row, but it, it's something ridiculous. I know it goes back before both of us were born, how many series they've lost yeah. in a row. It, it's, it's absolutely outstanding. I think it's not even series. It may actually be games. They have won like yeah. a, a playoff. It's I know, always like, the they play up, I think it's like Vincent. Yeah, it's like you know, it's literally been it's literally been wild. I think it's the last time they like, they won like a playoff game was like mid two thousands, and last time they I guess like two thousand three thousand four was like last time they won a playoff game. And last time they won a series, I think goes all the way back to like the early nineties. So that's definitely wild. The other reason I got the over for them on that is the the bottom half of the division is pretty bad. I have no faith in either the Royals or the Tigers in winning games. I think they're going to eat it up pretty easily on that. And also some of the back end teams on just the AL in total, like there's they're there's a pretty like unlike the NL, there's some pretty good spread in the AL. There's the good teams and then there are the bad teams. There's really not a lot of in between teams in the AL we've seen in the past couple of years. So I think they should, should eat out some wins there. I could see them, like I said, not a team that's going to win 100 games. I'm not saying that, but I could see them going 92, 93. I really didn't think of that. You're 100% correct. There are a bunch of teams kind of at the bottom of the American League that'll just get, you know, beaten up by some of these better teams. So while they not may, they may not be amazing, they'll definitely feed off of getting to play Kansas City and Detroit a lot, as well as, you know, seeing the Red Sox and Baltimore and Texas and Seattle. So... Um, yeah, I think they're very, very low on the White Sox. I mean, the White Sox improved a ton over the offseason. They were already pretty good and they improved a good amount. So I don't I think the White Sox win more like 88 to 90, especially like you said, having to play Kansas City and Detroit a ton. Yeah, I agree with you about the White Sox. The White Sox could be a team, especially when they got Hendricks. They showed up the back end, got all those young athletes. They called up looking good now. The only thing holding them back, we said it before, is going to be is going to be their manager. But you know, we'll 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 we'll, we'll see we'll see how that plays out. But like I said, eighty three is going to be an easy number for them to beat. Yeah, agreed. And then I agree with Kansas City. They're a little bit up. I'd say they win more like sixty seven, and I would put Detroit a little bit lower than sixty seven as well. Uh, we don't really have to go into depth on any of those teams. Yep. I know Kansas City got Ben Attendee, but that's not really going to change their outlook very much. So let's move yeah, we'll on. We'll get to more the... in depth with the Evans articles later on. 
Yeah. Um, if you guys, so this will be a good time to talk about it. Um, I've been writing, I've, I've started to write so a short blog posts, just kind of overlooking each individual team and kind of how they placed last year, what some of their main players are coming into this year and how their rotations and lineups may look. Um, I'm going to try to get them out mostly every day. I know my work schedule is going to start to ramp up again here soon. So it may be more like every other day or every couple days, but my goal is to get all of these articles out with an analysis on every team's rotation batting lineup and then like sleeper key ad and MVP. So look out for those will be once I publish them, they'll be on our website and I'll we'll also tweet them out through the Twitter account. So just stay posted on that. Turn those Twitter notifications on for the three bagger pod. Exactly. All right. So let's go to the AL West now. Uh, the Houston Astros projected to be first again at 93 wins uh, second the Los Angeles Angels at 87 in third, the A's with 80 Seattle in fourth with 70 and Texas in last with 67, Nick. All right. So for my over unders on this one, I got the under on the Astros, I got the under on the Angels, I got the over on the A's, give me the over on the Mariners and give me under on the Rangers. Huh? And well, I'm going to give those wind real quick. It's going to be 93. I'm going to give it to be 93 for the Astros. And I, and again, I'll take the under on that 87 for the angels. I'll take the under on that. The A's are at 80. I'll take the over on that. Uh, Seattle's at 70. I'll take the over and I'll take the under on the Rangers 67. Walk me through your thoughts on Seattle. Why the over on 70? Seattle's just a weird team. If you always look back at, they only get these weird starts in April where they seem like they're going to be in first place and this could be the year. And then they oh, kind of, yeah fall off a little bit. I think they could. There'll be a team hovering around 70. They've got some players, you know. They're always just a weird team. That's why, I mean, when I was looking at the teams I wanted, I knew I wanted to take the under on the Rangers. I knew I wanted to take the under on the Astros. So there's got to be Winston there somehow. I I go to some team. And so I just pick, you know, give give me the Mariners. They're going to win. I think they'll be around 70. We'll see. They're always just a weird team to predict because they always have these weird stretches of, oh, this could be the year. Like, oh, no, then it's 30 in a row. So, you know, it's it's just a weird team to pick. But I I think I can see them at 71, 72. All right. That's fair. Um, I'm going to go with you and take the under on Houston as well. The Angels, I'll always take the under on because they never live up to what they should be. So they're, I, I think they win more like 84, 85. Well, it may not be that. What much have you done for me lately, under. Angels? Exactly. Yeah, not much. <laughs> the A's, yeah. eighty and eighty-two. The A's, I feel yeah. like, always <laughs> find a way to scrape scrape up some extra wins. I think they'll be more around like where the Angels are. I think they'll be closer to them and yep. kind of in wild card contention. Seattle, I really don't know. I mean, they've got a lot of good young guys. I think it's okay. possible that towards the end of the year we see top prospect Jared Kalenic. Maybe not. It might yep. be wishful thinking, but. I think we might be able to see clinic like maybe September, like during call-ups or so. Actually, there aren't September call-ups this year, are there? I don't, I think they took that like, out. I don't believe so. I believe, yeah, I believe just a 28-man roster, whatever yeah, they did last they year. They extended so. the roster by one but, and there's no but, yeah, So maybe towards the end, they just call them up, you know, they will see what he's got. Yeah, and then they've got a couple uh, bright young guys in there with like Justin Dunn in the pitching rotation and Justice Sheffield. They got Paxton back now too. So we'll, we'll see. They could be an interesting team. And Texas, yeah, there's nothing in Texas. I honestly, outside of like Joey Gallo, probably <laughs> don't really know yeah. many of the guys on the team. Who's even in their pitching rotation? Yeah. I can't even think of anybody. 
I can't, o- I can't even Obi think Allen. of it. I, I, I remember like, Gall- dude, I have an know. It's going to be crazy with them, Gallo and Chris Davis. Like, dude, they're going to bat like 180, but they're like, it's it's going to be crazy yeah. to see how many home runs they hit together. It's literally it's going to be home run or strikeout for both those guys. It's, it's going to be interesting. Watch at, least, at least they got the new stadium. That's all I got to say for the Rangers. Like, they got something there, but it's not going to be very good baseball inside that stadium, but you just got something. Yeah, agreed. All right, so that's going to wrap up our American League uh, baseball's prospectus divisions and we're going to move on to the final part of the episode here our fantasy our first fantasy nine recap um i would say for all you star wars fans out there again we we're going to reference star wars a lot in this podcast because we're both pretty big fans um i would say I executed order 66 on you in this fantasy nine nick <laughs> yeah i could I, I i can see that it was i mean i on paper i saw the teams I'm like hey th- this could be a good series you know i'm looking back at this i got i got some of the guys i want i'm really happy with ramos i'm really happy with joe adele i really like what i got in my outfield mackenzie gorp solid pitcher we should be able to compete in this series and then the game was happening i went oh no evan's team is clearly better <laughs> yep, that that I'm gonna take the L on that one, and hopefully in a future fantasy, now I can bring it back. It was, it was just bad, Evan. I I, I remember looking at some of the things. I think my outfield went two for forty one the entire series. Just just catch people up on what we did. Me and Evan, we both drafted player uh, teams of players under twenty one to celebrate the year twenty twenty one. We simmed both our we simmed a, a seven game series between our teams in out of the park baseball, a baseball simulator. We've done some in some past streams. We wanted to see what would happen, and Evan won four zero series. So congrats to you, man, on winning the series. Thank you very much. I mean, I also thought that our teams were a little bit. Uh more even um but i think if you look at some of the stats to luis patino i just made like i just had the correct pitcher pick like patino is just way more major league ready than some of those guys um so that was really my biggest strength and then obviously some of my hitters like vlad guerrero jr hitting like 500 in the series is just i mean you're not going to beat that when patino's holding you to you know one or two runs a game if that uh and my team's hitting like that there's not much you can do. So that was our exactly. very first fantasy nine. Yeah. So that was our first fantasy nine. Uh, you can check out the website for more on that. Nick wrote a very nice article on it. Uh, it kind of breaks down what our rosters were. We have some graphics in there and it also breaks down how the series went with more in-depth stats on some of the players we picked. So that's all we have for today. Nick, do you have anything else to add besides, um, what I said earlier in the episode, going to the website, check out the Evan angle. That's going to be um, the section of where my articles are going to be under. If you want to just get some analysis on the upcoming season for some of these rosters, I throw some stats at you. I throw some previous rankings and just some of my opinions and hot takes on how some of these teams are going to do. Yeah, definitely. I, mean, I think the website going forward is going to be a major source of a lot of our content coming through, along with the podcast, along with the streams. We're going to start to do a lot more stuff with this podcast. I know with the Fantasy 9 idea, this is something we're going to do pretty regularly now on from here on out. So if you have any ideas of what players or what things we should draft, like I said, we have we, we do have access to MLB show, out of the park baseball, a lot of old baseball video games. So if there's any, if there's an old game you like, you're like, hey, can you draft a team from this? We can probably do it. So like, let us know what you want to see in the future for the uh, fantasy now. Like I said, you can always hit us up on Twitter at three bagger pod at three bagger pod. Also on Instagram, you know, uh, send us the um, send us an app mention. Let us know what you want to see in the future. So like I said, that's going to wrap it up with the podcast. You guys already know, you guys know my spiel here. We are on anchor. We are on Apple. We are on Spotify. Go ahead and share the podcast with a friend. If you like what you heard, make sure you leave a review 
any comments leave on the podcast, we also will read on air. So uh, with that, that will do it for our podcast. Uh, and with that, as always, you better cut the pizza in four pieces because I can't eat because I'm not hungry enough to eat six. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you.